Hey everyone, it's Laura Molitor here again with another Divine Purpose Insights podcast. I'm your host of this weekly program and Divine Purpose coach and spiritual activist. You can find out more about me and what I do at beingfreenow.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and please feel free to share if you like what you hear. Who are we? Are we mere specks on a large planet? Are we lost in a crowd? Are we insignificant compared to others or in relation to the vastness of the world and its events? I've been getting some angel messages in answering these questions these days, and I'm trying to get some answers about myself and about each of us as individuals. Of course, you may know that I'm focused on the idea of our divine purpose, so I can certainly get back to that idea and continue to affirm it. We're not insignificant. We do have a divine purpose. Everyone does. But what does that mean and how do we discover it and live it? Well, I think it begins with recognizing that that purpose is there and that it's not one we generate, but one which has always been there. It isn't really about what we humanly do although we may certainly express that purpose in the activities that align with it and bring it to light in the world. It's also about knowing that we are not small and unimportant. It's realizing that a divine purpose is God's purpose, and therefore it's one as great as he would have his ideas be. His grandeur and glory means we're grand and glorious, and that our lives, our very being, is important, needed, and impactful. One of the things that's been coming to me as I think about this is that we don't need to be shy, apologetic, or uncertain about living our truth and speaking it. Recently, in one of our Christian Science Bible lessons on the topic of truth, there were several citations that spoke to me. Psalms 119, verse 46, I will speak of thy testimonies before kings, and I will not be ashamed. Second Chronicles 19, verse 13, As the Lord liveth, even what my God said, that will I speak. Speaking truth to power seems to be the message here. And I think it comes down to knowing that the truth of you as God made you and your conviction about what he's giving you to share for the benefit, not the harm of others, should not be hidden. We can get past the fear and the feelings of unworthiness and begin to realize that it isn't up to someone else to speak the truth, to live out loud and unashamed and confident. It's up to us. And this doesn't mean putting ourselves in harm's way. It means standing on God's truth about us and for us and recognizing that if we have true motives, we're not sharing to toot our own horn. We're sharing of ourselves and what we care about because we know that it comes from God and so it can bless others. Holding back means withholding. Fear and timidity may try to creep in, but we can get past this by remembering we have God's authority, his truth in us and with us when we speak the truth to power. And while that can mean many things, to me it means not letting the powers and beliefs of the world and of others feel daunting and keep us small. Instead, we can freely live and give knowing that what we have to say and do and be is right, powerful, a way in which God's healing presence is making itself known. We may say, who, me, little me? I'm not up for it. I'm not a leader. I'm not strong. I'm not smart enough, old enough, young enough, whatever. But I'm coming to understand and I want to encourage you to recognize that none of those limits are truly who you are. Nor do they matter. What matters is who you are in God's eyes. 
So that's the question we should be asking and then acting upon. Who are you in God's eyes? You are his very specific, intentional idea. You were designed in a way that expresses all that he is, but in a very unique way. You can't lose this special nature through time or circumstance. You'll never be less than what he caused you to be. You're innocent, you're complete, you're wise, you're beautiful, you are treasured and a treasure. And you have been brought into being with God's purpose. That purpose is not what you do, but who you are. You're part of God's grand design to show forth every aspect of himself and of his divine government, his harmony, his control, his beauty, his goodness. Gaining this more empowered state of being doesn't mean a puffed up ego or some strong, ambitious, willful nature. It begins with humility. It's an acceptance that all that we are comes from God, and each moment that we live, he's expressing himself in and through us. It's giving up a personal sense of who we think we are and accepting, releasing ourselves to who God knows we are and then doing our best to live in accord with that. And knowing this true self gives us confidence and moral strength. We realize we can't be intimidated by what the world wants us to believe or what others are saying or doing. We can only be true to ourselves, true to God, and that's power. It's light where there's darkness, but it's God's light in us, so it isn't us creating a flame and trying to find a place to share it. It's effortless to be the ray of light. It's the sun, it's God who is the source of power and of that light. Anyway, I'm still thinking on these things and doing my best to stop coming up with all the reasons why I can't and instead accept that I have the ability and really the duty to give and live truly and honestly and boldly and to bring light to the world. Speak truth to power. Live large and generously, just as we all do. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have any questions or comments or want to talk more, please don't hesitate to contact me at lauramolitor at gmail.com. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week.